When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, February 2nd, the Putting Nighttime Worries to Bed edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is nine and three quarters, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another show. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I am dad to Noah, who is five and a half, and Ami, who's two and a half. We live in Detroit. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's eight, and Teddy, who's six. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Today on the show, we have a six-year-old who is having trouble sleeping because her head is too full of worries. Girl, me too. Hmm. And if you're sticking around for Slate Plus, we're going to dive into all the conversation around cleaning influencer Marie Kondo saying that she's kind of given up on tidying her home now that she has three kids. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. I feel great that she came out and said, look, the world has changed. And basically, since I've had my kid, this just doesn't make sense for me anymore. Because so many people, I think, just are like, oops, you know, and fade off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to the- just get quiet. I think it's cool that she that she did an about face here. And it's not like she's become a hoarder, right? Like it's still helpful to get rid of shit, isn't it? Like, right. Is, that's and she's she's not saying anything contrary to that. As a Slate Plus member, you will get a whole bonus segment from us each week, zero ads on any Slate podcast, and you get unlimited access to the Slate website. Plus, it is truly the best way to support our show. So I hope you'll join if you can. You can sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash mom and dad plus. Okay, we're going to dive into our triumphs and fails of the week, but not before a quick break. See you back here in a second. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. 
New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. All right, Elizabeth, let's start with you. What's going on with you and the family this week? Triumph or fail? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of both because we were um, in Washington, D.C. last week. Jeff had a conference, and so I brought the kids and had like a massive plan of all the things we were going to do. We had five days there. We had some highs, some lows. On the high side, we are like really good at museums now. And this is something I have been waiting for us to get to. Like we have always taken the kids, but we were able to really do these museums in a way that I felt like they were drawing connections and they were like, can I borrow your phone so I can take a picture of this so we can watch more of this when we get home? So that was like, excellent. We also, we were staying at the Embassy Suites, which does like snacks in the evening and some drinks. And I think the kids were so sick of spending the day with me. And Jeff was like super busy (laughs) at the conference that they would just like go to their own. They sat at their own tables, like brought a book. They each got their own table. They sat. It was like beautiful. And another good thing, we got to see Dan for lunch, uh, which was great and so much fun. My kids were a nightmare at lunch, a complete nightmare. Like no one could keep it together. And at least I just kept thinking, at least I'm with Dan, who just made me feel like this is totally fine. (laughs) Of course. Uh, We had just left the White House tour. It was like pouring rain. They had been on their best behavior. We went to have lunch with Dan. And then from lunch, things just sort of got crazier. The after lunch plan was to go Um, to the Capitol and have a Capitol Hill tour. And one of the things I had been able to arrange was to meet our congressperson from Colorado Springs. And we had a meeting with him in his office and the kids had each prepared a question to ask him. We were in there probably 15 minutes and we walk out of the office and the door is not even shut. And Henry looks at me and says, well, that guy's a dodo. (laughs) (laughs) Which to be fair, Henry's question was something like, what is the most important policy thing you think we're working on, right? He was like, well, everything is important. Like, I I think Henry was just so upset that we had poured into him kind of like, we're going to this place that's really important because these are where our laws are made. And that is something that, like, seriously influences things, right? And we had written up prior to going, like written up our own laws or things that we would like to see happen. And of course, I felt disappointed because I feel like we're probably not going to be back there or do this again because it is such a production to get a meeting and and then have the kids kind of in a place where they can sit and listen to someone talk and ask these questions. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something right, but yeah. I still feel sad to have them disappointed in some ways by this experience. I don't think there's any fail at all. I think that's, once again, you've provided your children such an incredible experience and something that they'll, you know, remember for a really long time. I totally agree. Worked what about you well. guys? Zach, triumph or fail? I've got a quick, uh, a quick little triumph, and I don't know how it happened. It just felt like magic in the moment for this thing to have happened. And it's so small. I went to school yesterday to pick Noah up. It, we're having... Um, a wave of real cold weather here. So she's got a lot of layers to put on upon leaving for school and coming home from school. So I walked down to school and uh, it's just a couple blocks away. So we were going to walk home. And so I had her put on her snowsuit and her hat and her gloves and her boots. And just the thought of her having to put all that stuff on at the end of the day just overwhelmed her in the moment. And she's like, 
which is what she does sometimes. Dad, this is going to take, but it takes a million years to put all my stuff on. Like, it's just like so exaggerated that it's mm. hilarious. So hilarious, in fact, that I just started laughing. And she just started laughing when I started <laughs> laughing. And she seriously, it was the thing where it went from tears to laughter, like in a moment. Yeah. And, and we shared just this like full, big, belly laugh until we were both on the floor crying from laughter um and it totally just like you know it's like the thing about like distracting a kid with something else really quickly but it was like such a fun version of that and it happened so instantaneously i was like how i don't even get it i don't know if it's gonna ever happen again so i just want to savor it um and then she put her clothes on and then we had a really sweet walk home together i think you can call back to those moments i don't my particularly Teddy, who tends to have these big, will say, like, remember that time I complained and we both laughed so hard? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, but listen, I feel for her. Who wants to put all that stuff on? <laughs> it's like, I know. Need it, it's the but worst it's- part of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and just getting the sleeves over the mittens, it's such a challenge. It's such a challenge. How about you, Jamila? What's going on on your end? Oh, I've got two fails for yesterday, trying to decide which one to go with. Uh, I guess I'll go with the one I feel the worst about. So Naima started basketball again. She's playing with a different league. Uh, She's playing at the same place where she goes to after school. And practice is on Mondays and Fridays. So Monday is a mommy day. Friday is a dad day. So... I'll be attending Monday practices going forward. And her father came too because her brother's playing as well, but it turned out he wasn't supposed to play last night, but her dad was there and starts, you know, a couple minutes after six, there's a good group of kids there. It's a lot of kids. Um, It's a big gym and there's like little kids on one side and kind of medium sized kids like Naima on the other side and a lot of girls, and it's cool. And it hits me like, this is kind of boring (laughs) for me, like to sit and watch basketball practice, because before the balls come out, they're doing, you know, exercise, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so by 6.30, I'm like, bro, this is rough. I don't know how I'm going to handle this every week. And I feel so bad because like in the past, I've only attended games. Like when she was in the other league, she had practice on Friday, which is a dad night and games on Saturday. And I would, you know, even though she's with her dad on Saturdays, I would come to the games. And so I'm watching action. You know what I mean? And so this is just practice. And so at like 6.45, they took a break and she comes up to me and I'm like, oh, are you done? (laughs) You know, I'm like, yes, over. Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be an hour. And she's I didn't say that, but I'm just like, hey, are you done? She's like, you just seem like you don't even want to be here. I looked over and you looked so bored and I felt so terrible because she saw straight through me. I did not hide it well enough. And I was like, no, just I just look like this. You know, your mom's kind of a sad girl. I'm not the most happy looking person. I just kind of look like this all the time. And she's like, no, no, you look more interested watching TV than you do watching me play basketball. I'm thinking, really? But I'm like, no, Naima, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. And so then seven o'clock comes and I'm thinking like, oh, okay, we can go. Because we still have to eat dinner. I wasn't sure if she had homework or not. Luckily, she'd finished it already during after school, but I didn't know yet. 
like 702, 703, I text her dad. I was like, we were sitting on opposite sides of the gym. I was like, uh, you know how long this is supposed to go on? And he was like, I believe it's six to seven. And like, they kept going. And so like one of the coaches was near me and I was like, hey, um, how long does practice go? Right. And he's like, uh, usually till seven, sometimes 730. Sometimes 730, you guys, what am I going to do? What? And like they went until about 7.15 and that was the point where I got up and I walked over, you know, to her dad and I was getting ready to like take her, you know, I was like, I'm going to tell that's them she's got practice. homework, you know, like that's enough. And she's like, no, we're done, you know, and it turned out they were just doing like open court or whatever at the end. But like, so one, I failed because she saw that I was bored. But two, I'm also trapped because like my attention span is not great. You know, I have ADHD and I'm e I'm bored by things that are exciting and fun to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm bored on a date. I'm bored at a party. <laughs> I can't help it. Like I'm bored at the movies. I got bored during Black Panther for a few minutes. I can't help it, you know? And so like the prospect of spending the rest of the season just sitting in the gym, you know, I am not excited about. Um and I think that her games are on a Saturday and I'm taking a class on a Saturday. So there's a possibility like I might not be able to make it to the game. So like being at the practice is extra important now, you know, well, because I have to support the basketball. Can I suggest that it's okay that you're bored? Like I tell my kids all the time, like this is something I do for you. Like I openly say, mm. I don't really enjoy going <laughs> watching your, I love you, but it is boring for me to watch you at these practices. This is something I do for you. And I use that a lot when they have to do something for me. You know, like in mm. a family, mm -hmm. we do things. I go to these practices yeah. because I love you and I support you. I am, in fact, bored. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> not because I don't love you, but because watching you touch your toes is just like not that exciting. <laughs> and can you slip an earbud in earbuds. there? Earbuds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will have earbuds next time. I know you don't want to knit. This is how I took up knitting. Because I am like, <laughs> I spend so much time sitting waiting for these kids, <laughs> and I am bored. At diving practice, I walk. I walk the top, like, across the top, back, forth, back, forth. And if he happens to dive while I'm walking towards him, I see him. If he dives while I'm walking away, <laughs> I just miss it. And, like, do you, can you just check her in and then go and <laughs> run an errand or read a book or take a walk or do something I else? Think, or is she... I think I... Can I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to talk to her about yeah. her expectations, you know, and I felt like making sure that I was at practice because I wasn't, you know, going to be able to be at the games at least for the next eight weeks. Now, I don't even know how long basketball lasts, you know, but for the next or six weeks, rather, I've got a, I'm taking stand up comedy class again Great. on Saturdays. And so. It seems that I just wouldn't be able to go to games, you know, like unless they start early in the day, which I doubt because it seems like this stuff is usually around two or three o'clock, which is when I have class. And so in theory, yes, like I could go to it's enough time for a grocery run or Target, but but that's about it. You know, maybe a grocery run if I need to do one, you know, but if it were just like a quick go in the grocery store and get milk, that wouldn't kill enough time. But maybe you could you just know? catch the last 10 minutes, like when they're actually playing. You know, and then her last memory will be, mom was there and engaged. We'll check in next week and I'll let you know how practice number two goes. All right. Uh, on that note, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back here with our listener question. Mm -hmm. 
talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time for our question, which is being read as always by the fantastic Shasha Leonard. Hi, mom and dad. I'm the stepmother to a smart six-year-old girl. She's gregarious and bright and much more extroverted than I. Her parents separated when she was three. Half the time she lives with her dad and the other half is spent with her mom, her mom's partner, and his two teen girls. My stepdaughter has experienced a lot of change since the separation. She changed schools after her first year. She's gained step-parents and new siblings, even changed homes to accommodate the expanding families. She's about to start at her new school and is having trouble sleeping. She'll tell us that she has bad thoughts going through her head, which she doesn't like. She's described it as a circle of bad thoughts moving so fast that she can't catch each one clearly. This is alarming and sad to hear. I don't know how to support her other than suggest ways to relax, like calm breathing, etc. Any suggestions? Worried stepmom. Zach, what do you think? So your your stepdaughter has anxiety, and it's completely understandable. Even if she hadn't gone through everything that she has, it would be understandable. But there's been so much change, as you mentioned, and you need to help her process it. So calm breathing absolutely but beyond that i mean are you talking to her or are her other parents talking to her about all of the change that she has been asked to endure and how she's feeling about it you can ask her about the the loop about what what these bad thoughts are because simply talking them out is going to help rather than you know expecting her just to process them silently in the dark at night on the eve of you know another big change of of going to school so Talk to her about what she's going through. Look into Headspace or any number of other kids' meditation apps that are really nice to go to sleep to. Uh, Noah lately has been going to sleep to Circle Round, which isn't a meditation app, but it's very relaxing um, a storytelling show. I mean, there, there's more to unpack here, but I, I want to leave it at that, and then we can. I'll, I'll come back for some more. I thought those are great suggestions. And just to add to the podcast's Peace Out podcast, there's like a little stories podcast, like any of those. I am wondering how much you can make bedtime the same at both homes. And this may require some effort to get everyone on the same page. Lots of people suffer at night when we're sort of faced with laying there quietly with our own brains. And so is there a way that you can know that there's a pattern coming, know what's going to happen that is the same no matter which house she's in, right? And uh, again, I don't know what your relationship is with the with the other side of your family, but is there some way that you can meet on her behalf? One of the things you can do as a stepmom, though, is like validate, 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 right? This is really difficult. This is really hard. Thank you so much for telling me. I'm always here to listen, checking in. How's it going today? Did you, you know, how did you're falling asleep? Like if she is willing to come to you and tell you these things, be that person, for her and you don't necessarily have to have solutions so much as as telling her like this is normal and understandable um and we want to help you 
because you're not going to be able to fix each of these worries, right? Or placate each of them. It's more like she needs to just offload them to someone particularly before bed. Yeah, I'm co-signing all of that. I definitely think that routine is important and trying to make bedtime at both houses feel as comparable as possible. Um, Trying some meditating, some podcasts, you know, maybe a nice bath before bed, like just setting the tone for sleep in a really calming way. But I do think that therapy would be incredibly useful if you're able to access it. Your daughter, your stepdaughter, excuse me, has experienced just so much change in the past couple of years. And there's just so much going on in her life. And if she's a person who's inclined to deal with anxiety anyway, she's going to spend the rest of her life trying to figure out ways to cope with that. You know, how to deal with racing thoughts, how to deal with feeling unsure or afraid or uncomfortable in difficult situations. Um, And if it's getting to her this bad at six years old, you know, I think you want to get in front of it. I'm big on putting kids in therapy. I think that when they show you that there is a problem and you're in a position where you can help them come up with ways to manage or correct, then you should. Um, I, I think that therapy would be very helpful for her. Jamila, I think this was your recommendation one time. It was called A Kid's Book About Anxiety. And mm-hmm. we uh, have that book in our house. It's a. I think that would be a wonderful resource for you. And I was also just thinking, I think previously, um, probably many years back, I had recommended uh, something called The Big Life Journal. Uh, and I really like that as a way to work through some of these things as a set time, not right before bed, but something that you could work through and something she could be bringing with her and any parent or any adult could be working with her that it really encourages like some journaling and thinking about these um, anxieties and can also be a really good complement to if they're in therapy. But it, it's stuff that focuses on this idea that like lots of people have anxiety um, that these feelings like while scary are like quote unquote normal, like they happen to other people and that there are going to be solutions or way to work through them. And actually big life journal has a whole web page that has a bunch of like printable resources as well that we have used um, for different things such as scripts for before bedtime or like a, chart where you can choose kind of what you want to help you calm down today. So I would um, take a take a look at those as well. There's another book that we've used in the past called Help Your Dragon Deal with Anxiety. Um, The Train Your Dragon, Help Your Dragon is a series of books about um, different particular challenges that kids have like trauma or a bully or dealing with consequences. Um, And they're, you know, very easy to read. They're super child friendly. And um, I think they're pretty useful. And lastly, um, Lamaste, which is a book I've recommended before. I think six isn't too old to do this, but it's it's a kid's book full of yoga poses and then these open-ended prompts. So it's like you're doing mountain pose and to, to find you know, a sense of calm. And then it, the, the question is like, is there, has there been a time, you know, when you have felt, you know, upset about something instead of like trying to have a conversation about like, how has the divorce impacted you? Leaving the questions open-ended because who knows, maybe her anxiety has to do with something that you don't even know about. Maybe it's about some bully at school. Maybe it's about, you know, a weird dream they're having. And so just kind of trying to keep questions to them open-ended enough for them to take the, the conversation where you know they're feeling it, it needs to go rather than where you think their 
anxiety is coming from. Absolutely. Well worried, stepmom. Thank you so much for writing in. We would, of course, love an update on how things are going a little while in the future. So please follow back up with us. And in the meantime, if anyone else out there has advice that they'd like to share with Worried Stepmom, you can send it to momanddad at slate.com. That's also where you can reach us if you have any questions of your own. Finally, before we go, we've got a bonus recommendation to tide you over till Monday. If you want to hear more Jamila and who doesn't, she was actually featured on this week's ICYMI hosted by Slate's Rachel Hampton. Jamila, what were you on there to talk about? We talked about my internet life, the beginnings of my time on the web, how it's impacted my career, how I've used it in terms of parenting and how I navigate my daughter's uh, own online experiences. It was a very fun chat. Rachel is awesome. Very happy to have been on the show this week. So check that out if you can. Nice. We'll be sure to link to that episode in the show notes. Head over and check it out. And that's it for our show. We'll be back in your feed on Monday. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Audio at Slate. For Zach Rosen and Elizabeth Newcamp, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.